Welcome to Life to the Full, a message to Christians. This is a podcast about the abundant life that God promises in Scripture. We want to inspire those who are frustrated with themselves and their communities to live a transformed life that will impact the world. Our primary purpose is to be a platform that will impact the world through conversation. We want to invite others to connect and unite in curiosity, vulnerability, and responsibility. A transformed life is about growth, learning, and evolving. A transformed life leads to transformed communities, and transformed communities impact the world. One conversation at a time. Welcome to Life to the Full podcast hosted by yours truly the zitos how are you honey happy wednesday happy wednesday man it was so good getting to see those kids at the end of our video reminded Mm -hmm. me of uh good times in the backyard getting together summer summer uh memories to come looking forward to uh getting some more bbq time back there Yes, we're excited to have you. We are running our second live here on Facebook and on YouTube. And last week, we had uh, Steve Johnson as our first guest here at the podcast. Um, And what a great conversation that we started about Paul. So this week, guess what we have, honey, in our show? Well, I know already, so you can't ask me. We have Steve's wife. We have Lisa Johnson in our show today. Uh, we met her, well, physically, right, last, mm-hmm. about two weeks ago in Portland, Oregon. Uh, currently, both uh, Lisa and Steve lead the uh, Portland church there. And Lisa and uh, Steve used to lead the church in ICOC in New York City. Yep. Um, I'm very excited to have her here. I know I know your questions uh, are going to be all on Paul. Uh, mine most likely a mutuality. <laughs> and it would be a combination of the two yeah well there's a lot of overlap i think once we get into what mutuality is you know there's a lot of overlap between you know an involving understanding of paul and that concept so i'm excited to uh you know have this conversation yeah so let's bring lisa up lisa welcome lisa how's it going Wonderful. Great to be with you guys today. I'm so grateful for the invitation. Coast to coast. Coast to coast. I like that. Uh, the West and the East Coast in here. All right. Yeah, coast to coast. I like that introduction. So, uh, Lisa, welcome. Um, we're we're going to make sure in the screen, the screen just went black, but I'm sure it will get you back uh, soon here. Yep. Uh, while we wait for Lisa to come back in, yep. you want to talk to them really quick on what's going to happen in the next 10 weeks for you? Oh, yeah. Super excited. We are going to be having our Summer of Scripture first ever and we're going to be doing uh, a summer of Saul. So we're going to be spending the summer uh, getting to know Saul or Paul, the Apostle Paul, as as he's known to most Christians, a little bit better. We're going to have some Sunday seminars where we dive deep into into Paul, his background, his historical context. We're going to be doing a deep reading on the entire book of the Ephesians or the letter to the Ephesians. 
And we're going to have just like a, a rad summer program. We're going to do some summer reading. So we're going to have two books that we're hoping people can read with along with us, both by N.T. Wright. One is called Paul, a biography. Uh, and the second one is called uh, How God Became King. And I have that right here. That's actually my favorite one. Yeah, that's my favorite one. All right, so we have Lisa in here. Yay, there we are. (laughs) She's back. Yes. Sorry about that. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. There's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lisa, again, thank you so much for joining us today in, in, in this conversation. And as you said, we're having a, a coast-to-coast conversation. Uh, I love technology for that, allowing us to communicate. I mean, it was great seeing you and hanging out with in your front yard. <laughs> uh, and I'm grateful for the, the tools here as well. I am, too. This is amazing if you think about being able to do this, just to sit and talk. What was it last mm-hmm. week before last? We were in my front yard, and that yep. was so great to get to really see you in person. Yeah, and to be able to do this when we're this far apart is really—it's very exciting. So, like I said, I'm grateful. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I am—I'm um, very grateful. I know Lisa, you and I um, spoke a few months ago, maybe even a year, and. Um, I I had said one thing, and that's if that's okay, Jimmy. If I if I could yeah. start with this, sure. I, I had um, I love your lives that both you and Steve uh, are doing in Facebook. Um, lives are very transparent because it's what's happening. Like right now, we had some technical problems. And that's okay <laughs> because that's life, and and challenges will come the way. And I really did appreciate one of your lives about a year ago. Um, where you said, I want, and I want to take personal responsibility. That was the two words that you said, and it caught my attention. I leaned in and I said, about what, (laughs) you know, and of course we, we've had conversations. Um, and so, yeah, I, I figure we, we start there just on the process or, um, as far as like the personal responsibility and, and in your journey, what you've been learning. So we'd love to hear the journey uh, for for our audience about um, in seeing uh, the Bible and, and going back to Genesis. So what was that like for you? And what did you mean by personal responsibility? Well, I think that in the last, I don't even know, 20 years, um, like 25 years, there's been a lot of um, just searching, figuring out mm. what uh, what we what we did mm. in the ministry and in our faith that was good, and what was bad, what worked and what didn't work, mm. and what did we think worked at the time, but then later realized, oh no, it wasn't doing what we thought mm-hmm. it was doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that. Um, being in the ministry, I think for me, and just being a disciple of Jesus, um, it's like I really want to always question and always examine myself and my actions and the fruit of my actions, um, or even of my teaching. And um, 
I don't know. I think back in the day when we really got started before we called it the ICOC, it was all about truth or tradition. And we were mm. trying to figure out, having been raised in the church all of our lives, we, we really wondered, like we, we, we wanted to make sure that what we were living by wasn't just tradition. All tradition's not bad, of course, but there's a there's a sense that we wanted to make sure we were pursuing truth and we were trying to serve God the way he wanted to be served and teaching people what God wanted them to know. And so we were asking and questioning, but there's some things that we never questioned. And I think that we really should have along the way. I think that we had a lot of good intentions and we could go into all of that and what that means and what it doesn't mean. But I think that there's a lot of issues and sort of um, topics that we could talk about. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things that I look back on and I'm like, oh, well, I should have asked more questions about that. I should have prayed harder. I should have studied harder, you know? And so there's been a myriad of things. It hasn't just been one topic is the truth. And so I wanted to, to just share that with you at first because that yeah, to yeah. me is a lot you know that that's it's not just one topic sure. but there was a topic that mm-hmm. really came to light for me that I did not expect and that was the woman's role in the church and uh, or in the home like the how God viewed women and kind of the relationship between men and women and the way I had always grown up believing it and teaching it, and then the way that I um, had really taught a lot of people, trained a lot of people to believe a certain way. And so, oh, anyway, so that journey begins really, because I was settled with the issue. I didn't have any questions, any doubts about it. I was done. I mean, I was at a point in my life where I really wasn't questioning that. I questioned a lot of things, but I hadn't thought of questioning, like re-looking at that topic. But then it came to me, mm-hmm. and it, that was about ten years ago. Okay. And it, it really shook me. Is the truth? It, mm-hmm. it shook me to my core mm-hmm. because I realized that what I was studying and believing and seeing in the scriptures then, like. 10 years ago compared to 20 years before that mm. was so different. Wow. That was kind of my, 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 my today self didn't agree with my past self. Yeah. And you know, I do believe those things are some of the most important things that ever happened to us as disciples is when we Absolutely. realize that maybe we're wrong about mm. something that was core, something that we really thought we knew clearly so that that began to change a lot of things for me and um it caused a lot of soul searching Mm -hmm. and um i mean i went through i went through a lot of emotion to be honest Mm -hmm. i mean i was i was i was sad i was mad i was scared very scared what would this mean you know i thought of all the what times all the ways i taught this what if i'm not right now i wasn't right then. i mean you know it's like it took years of study deep study for me to come through that to the oh. point where i felt like okay this is now what i actually believe 
and it's different from what I used to believe. And yeah. now I can say that and teach it. And so, because God is always right. God is true. <laughs> I don't worry about culture. I mean, God can handle culture. I, I don't ever feel like we need to keep up with the times or whatever. Uh -huh. I feel like the Bible is trustworthy. And so uh -huh. when I realized that the Bible was, I was believing, I was teaching, seeing something in the Bible very different than what I had taught. And that right. now this was so clear to me, that really, that, that got to me. Yeah. And once yeah. again, I had to take personal responsibility to right. do something about it and to admit that there's a lot of, there, there's a lot of things that I've taught that now I would disagree with. Yeah. Now, you know, not teach. So. Yes. And yes. personally hearing that it's very refreshing to, to hear, um, those words being said, and I'm, I'm so grateful you, you're able to share this in, in the space um, to, yeah, I, um, I've been sharing to a lot of unlearning and relearning again in, in the way I see things. And um, so, yeah, it's very refreshing to, to know that people have been in this journey and that we can have a conversation, you know, like the, the podcast is about uh, through conversations. Um, yeah. And again, not all conversations uh, uh, all happen into like an in, in agreement, but it's agreeing to disagree or even taking a look at it, right? Like let's sure. read and discover together, together. And that's what's been our mission for this year in sharing this podcast with a lot of emotions too. And, and we want to keep it, we want to keep it transparent because we're open, right? Um, to, to allowing people to see the journey. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, j just to back up a little bit too, like just maybe in case people, you know, aren't part of the same tradition, um, you know, like the ICOC, New York City Church of Christ, or just the Churches of Christ in general. Um, in, in our traditionally in our churches, women are not really allowed to have any type of leadership role. They're not really able to speak or teach in front of men. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with um, some verses from Paul, like, you know, right. Cause they can kind of construct an argument there uh, for that stuff. Um, so I just wanted to back up there just to make sure everybody was on the same page of that. And, you know, I'd love to hear more about, you know, your story, your journey, how, uh, you know, with the scriptures. And I think, you know, a lot of it had to do with Paul. Cause I think a lot of those verses are the ones that we go back to, to point out, no, Oh, you see clearly this isn't, this isn't what I'm saying. I'm not even necessarily comfortable with this but this is what Paul is saying. So this is what we have to do. This seems to be like, you know, I think a certain point of view would be like, this is the way it's supposed to be in every church. And uh, the other thing I wanted to say was that, you know, getting to know Paul better, one of the things that I find very ironic about Paul is that when you read his whole letters or you read his whole body of work, Paul is all about unifying people. He's all about bringing people together He's all about, you know, just bringing people together in, into one thing under Christ. But so much of Paul's verses out of those bigger contexts have been used to divide people. And usually it's been used to divide people along theological lines, you know, like, and I think if, if Paul knew that, I think he would be scandalized. I think he would be so upset that his words are being used 
to divide the, the body of Christ basically along these denominational lines where he was like, I think he would be like, you guys don't get it. I think if Paul had a Twitter <laughs> or, you know, like a social media, I think he'd be like, guys, you got to get to, you got to get this together. This is the whole point of the whole story is we're supposed to be a family. What are you guys doing? Uh, so I would always love to say that, you know, like I think we have to hold sometimes our theology a little looser and each other a little tighter. You know, it's, it's all about being together and all of us, you know, you know, being one. Uh, so how, how, how was that journey for you? Because it sounds like you were raised, you know, traditional Church of Christ. Uh, women's role was one way, right? You know, women were kind of seen in one way. And it really, that wasn't something that was really open to discussion. Uh, so how, how did that, how did you first realize maybe there was something more to the scriptures um, and to Paul in particular that kind of led you on this journey of, you know, changing your mind? Well, it's, um, it's something that, you know, can take hours to <laughs> go through <laughs> all of it. Sure. But, um, when I think about it, I, I, because it didn't happen overnight, it was, mm. you know, somebody said something, somebody sent me something. I mean, it was just amazing. I was praying for God to just use me in the rest of my life to make a difference in some way. I, this topic never even came to mind when I was praying that. But mm. then, as I went on and kept praying, it's like the, I started learning how to read the Bible, um, I believe, more effectively. Mm. And, and then, when I came to these passages, they didn't fit the way I had taught them so much. And so, it... Like I said, it kind of shook me up because I thought, wait a minute, I have been proof texting, cherry picking mm -hmm. passages, yep. and mm -hmm. that is really dangerous. But yeah. the truth, if you go back to the bottom line, Jesus is was really the first part of what really changed my thinking. I was very much the, the in those years, you know, my life, I try to preach about Jesus, teach about Jesus. And I was studying out Jesus and who he was, how he walked, who was around him, what, what was the conversation, what mm -hmm. did he imply, what did they think in that time, reading the history and, uh, of the times and that kind of thing. And I began to realize Jesus was so different in a lot of ways with women and about women than I ever thought. And that was really shocking to me but very encouraging i knew he was wonderful and he was everything that we needed but i didn't really realize some of these principles and so that led me then as i kept reading and looking at how to read the bible how in context like how to put things in context and i always said context is important but i don't think i actually knew what that meant when i was uh -huh. Right. saying it mm -hmm. and so that really my hermit i didn't know i had a hermeneutic <laughs> i just thought if the bible says it we need to believe it and obey yep. i didn't really think in terms of how we interpret or how we read but my hermeneutic shifted and i didn't even know i had one and that's what 
that's what kind of <laughs> freaked me out yeah. there for a little bit is that I, I had to rethink. And so in engaging in these passages, I had to realize some basic things. I wish that we had, that I had understood that these passages weren't written to me. Now, I always knew that, and I would say, well, here's the city he's in, and this is the group he's talking to. But somewhere in there, I really did believe it was written, but to me, it's a love right. letter to each one of us. And so I didn't understand how to read the passages. And so I just took the things at, at kind of the words as if he had come into my living room and said them to me. Uh -huh. And I didn't take the context that was going on. Uh -huh. And um, and I think that once I got the narrative, once I got the story, once I began to understand, yeah. Yeah. I re like in First Timothy 2, you know, it's like we had, I had constructed from my traditional mm -hmm. church days and early years a way to teach women what their, what God's plan was for them. Mm -hmm. And mm. so, and I would use certain scriptures and mm -hmm. I would use, you know, you are awesome. Jesus adores you, loves you. I mean, I was very positive, very full of faith that women are great, mm -hmm. that God knows that, but he had a special place for mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I, and, and I would use these passages that kind of made it clear that the relationship with men was subord was subordinate dominant that right. that there was a hierarchy right. and that any authority that we had was delegated authority that a man could ask me to speak or say something or share and that was okay as long as i was doing it under his authority that and, and so that's kind of you know how we we talk yeah. And I think back to all those women that I counted the cost with, mm. and this was their issue, you know, um, that they couldn't accept that. And I looked at it and would be like, well, you're not accepting God's way mm. of looking at, at, you know, the way he wants. And so very often, I, you know, I've got these pictures just of how it, that wasn't, I shouldn't have done that, that I, I think that that wasn't God's plan in total, you know, and that I didn't get it anyway. So I don't know if that answers that specific question. But, uh, my mind goes everywhere when we talk about this. Um, yeah, sure, yeah. There's just so much that I, but this group, I really felt like after studying for probably two years, um, three years maybe into it, I realized that I needed to give Paul an apology. <laughs> that, that I had really, I had taken his passages and kind of said, this is what the bottom line, this is the lens yeah. that you read the Bible mm -hmm. through. Yeah. And yep. that was the big problem. So anyway, so I yeah. think that the lens that I chose was a few scriptures yes. with a way that we looked at those scriptures and yes. that, that I wanted everything else to be read in that context. Yes. So the yeah. fact that there were women prophets in the Old and New Testament or anything like that, I just found a way to kind of get around that because this is the lens. This is what yeah. women can and can't do right here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's putting, 
No, it definitely does. And it's putting Paul in his appropriate context because in a lot of ways we have to remember that like what you said is beautiful. Like, you know, this wasn't written to me. This was written in a certain historical time, a certain historical place. This doesn't mean it's not for me. You know, this is the Bible, you know, that God wants me to have. These scriptures are here to help me. Um, But, you know, we're reading someone's mail. (laughs) We're reading one half of a conversation. We're, We're not... We don't know what the whole thing was, you know, like um, even the way letters were carried back in the day, they were usually carried by a person. And in many cases, it was actually a woman who would carry them, who would be their responsibility would be to interpret and to answer those questions. They might have even been in the room helping to write the letter or, you know, there when the letter was being written, depending on their skill set. So I think it's important to understand, you know, putting Jesus back at the center of, of our theology or our lens and like, you know, letting Paul help us, you know, cause he's a, he's a brilliant theologian. Uh, the things he does with the Hebrew Bible is, is brilliant and just learning from him that way, but just making sure the core is, is the gospel, you know, is, is Jesus. Uh, and sometimes I think it can be the other way around. We tend to put Paul first or actually I think we tend to put our lenses first, right. you know, our biases. Mm-hmm. And I think the the most irresponsible way to read scripture is to go in and assume that we have no bias and that the way it's hitting us is the way it was meant to hit for all time, for everyone. Uh, and I think a, a smarter and wiser way is to be like, well, what are my biases that I'm bringing to this text? And, uh, you know, where are they getting in the way? Like, where are they tripping me up? So I, I really like what you were saying there. Yeah. It was really, really cool. Yeah, I um I I know that for me personally when you said even like with the cherry picking mm-hmm. that was my understanding of what I thought was a quiet time. I was like one verse and that day I needed to apply it and that was it, right? And, that was, and so it was more of an application versus my response to what you had said also earlier, the whole story, right? Like the story uh, the unified story that leads to Jesus, right? Like seeing the Bible as one, you know, and I, that's why I continue to say that I'm unlearning that, not to cherry pick and to read, um, or even read the whole book to me has been transformational, like reading Ephesians in one sitting. Um, and uh, because we, we could get stuck in this one verse and right after (laughs) there's more that I need to be able to see and put together versus that one verse. So yeah. So for me, I'm I'm grateful you said that too, because, um, and I'm still more of, um, you know, the Bible being a discovery process versus Mm -hmm. I must apply this Um, and having a response to, what the word is saying, it's um, much more freeing, less guilt, less shame. And I know that's one thing that to me, it breaks, it does break my heart. And that's so, I'm, I'm so encouraged to have these kind of conversations uh, and to continue to share because I do see, and I'm not sure if you see this, Lisa, or have seen uh, guilt and shame for especially women who have leadership skills um, where they they sh- they shrink because of the hierarchy that they're believing and and I've been in many of those conversations in the other end 
um, with with guilt and shame. And so th- those two really come up a lot for me. And um, and I know that you have uh, a website. Uh, do you mind if we show, unless you wanted to add something, I'll, I'll love to share um, that. Um, so, and, and this is for more uh, like the information. Well, I- I was going to say, this is a website that a group of young people put together. Okay. And um, they took uh, a lot of my material and put uh-huh. it together. So, yes. um, but they they manage it and they post and they it's theirs. But, um, but yeah. Got I, it. I'd yeah. I'd love for you to share it. That's great. Yeah. So we're looking at the website. It's uh, made, made for mutuality. And um, it has the episode so uh, in in here, um, and it look how long has this website been up, uh, Lisa? Do you know? Not very long. Okay. Uh, I mean, I I have a website, Lisa Johnson Mutuality Whatever dot com, mm-hmm. but I I um that one has been up for years. This one is fairly new, just the last several months, I guess, in this last year, I guess 2020, they got it up. So, but not, not really a year ago, I don't think. Got it. Yeah. And, um, I, and it's great that we're having the conversation and obviously we, um, both Jimmy and I, uh, are into let's, 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 um, let's learn together, right? Let's learn in community. Uh, about the word and you know Jimmy I mentioned this earlier he's starting his class uh he's calling it the summer of Saul uh <laughs> this Sunday and uh or what do you call it Rabbi Shaul that's yeah, Rabbi Shaul otherwise known as the Apostle Paul <laughs> yeah 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 and, and to do it as a community um that yeah. that is you know for me I get to I, I yes I'm monitoring the screen but I, I love learning in community uh, so I'm very, I'm very happy to be part of that. So thank you, uh, Lisa, for um, sharing that. Um, as far as, um, and you, you also mentioned earlier that there's, this is one topic. Yes. <laughs> one. <laughs> this one. Well, this one. <laughs> one topic to, to many things and um, being, um, um, maybe Jimmy, you mentioned uh, holding it less tight and being yeah. more open about um let's take a look at this together and and create that space uh, to discover and to 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 really look at the at the full book and um i know that some of your assignments do you you like uh nt right lisa have you read any of his books yes i I read his articles not so much his books but he's he's yes i love his stuff yeah 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 um most of it yeah, uh, yeah. I for me personally, I, I love uh, how God became King and Surprised by Hope. And I want to say those are your two books, right, honey? That you're gonna. No, we're gonna do his uh, biography of Paul. Oh, okay, okay. I almost always accidentally say autobiography because <laughs> I heard him say it once okay. as a joke. He was like, "Oh, some people call it, you know, Paul an autobiography." No, no, no. It's Paul a biography. Sorry, nerd joke. And uh, <laughs> uh, how God became king. Because I think like mm-hmm. the gospels are so central. And it's, it's so funny too, because Paul's writings are some of the earliest writings we have. The gospel, the four gospels weren't even written yet. And so much of it, you know, still works and it's still unified and it's still a complete whole when put together. Uh, 
So it just, you know, it's just, I think just putting that Paul back into his proper perspective of what, what was he really saying? Uh, Cause the other thing you were saying, Lisa is, uh, you know, proof texting. And uh, yeah, I think that's, that can be a very dangerous thing when we go into the scriptures. I remember in the New York city church, when I was first being taught, okay, you're going to do a communion message. You know, I started doing things at the campus ministry. Okay. Now, now all of a sudden I was responsible for Bible talks and, you know, little messages here and there. And it, you know, it would be like, okay, what point do I want to get across? Okay. You know, usually in, in my head, I'd be like, okay, what's bothering me about everybody this week. Okay. People are late. People aren't giving enough. And then I would go into the Bible and I would search for those texts. And then I'd put them together with my own points. I'd make my own message and I'd be like, here you go. Here's your Bible talk for the week or here's your message. Uh, and for me and my own journey of taking personal responsibility, you know, I, I've realized how, how wrong that was and how like I was a very inauthentic, uh, you know, steward of the gospel and of the Bible. And so for me, it's always trying to figure out, well, what is the whole Bible saying? So these passages in light of the whole thing, <laughs> and that takes a little bit more work, right, than just being a, you know, a disciple or a Christian for a month and being handed a Bible and here now you're responsible for a Bible talk. Uh, you know, it takes a lot more work and a lot more wisdom. So what are some other things that you've evolved in your understanding of Paul? Like, how do you try and use the scriptures now more responsibly now that you feel like, you know, you're on this journey of understanding your Bible better? One of the things about Paul is I, that I really didn't understand, but that has changed my life, mm -hmm. is realizing that he very often is teaching us how to think, mm. how to reason. He's not teaching us what to think. Like sometimes there are circumstances where he'll teach you, this is the resurrection. This is what to think. This is what's true. But very often as he addresses issues, if you, I mean, first Corinthians is just full of it. Romans is even, it's like he, he goes, he goes at a topic and he even goes at it sometimes four different ways to give you an idea of how to come to your own conclusion. Instead mm. of just saying, don't do this. <laughs> it's like he, he teaches you how to think about it. Even the mm. eating meat stuff. It's like it's addressed in, in, in more than one book, one, more than one letter. And, and he gives you different perspectives of how to think. It's like, but I think that very often the way I was, I was taught to read the Bible is you just look and that's what we're supposed to think. And so I would look for the prince, the point. <laughs> that he's making and be like, okay, this is not always the principle. And I think that looking for his enduring principles have, is really great because like you said, it's like you hit the body of his work is about bringing people together. Uh -huh. It's about all of us together somehow working out our differences and coming to this point of being able to love each other, which was the commandment that Jesus gave us. And so he's trying to help us accomplish Jesus's wishes. And so, but we get into the kind of the minutia of the situation. 
okay, does that mean we, I mean, back when in the traditional churches of Christ growing up as a young girl, I remember that being an issue. Did we need our heads covered or did we not? <laughs> and because it said it was better to have your head, the women. Need, so it, yeah. it's like not understanding how to read it led us on a lot of goose chases, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And I think that missing the, it helped me or it hurt me in that I miss the heart of it sometimes. Mm -hmm. What is the enduring principle? So that has been one of the main things is trying to remember how is he, he's trying to teach me how to think, not just about this topic mm -hmm. and what to do about this situation. We don't even have an issue of whether women can shave their heads or not. I mean, we think it's fine for women. Women shaved their heads last year to raise money for hope. You remember that? It was the bald books. Mm. I mean, and, and these scriptures didn't even come up because we've at least gotten far enough to understand that's not the, the point of the passage. The passage is about how to think, how to come together, how to, how to decide when there are issues, how do we act, how do we respond. Um, even him recording how he confronted Peter head on um, about the Jewish Gentile issue when Peter was mm. compromising. Peter was actually involved in some racism there in Acts 15, you know. And but but in Galatians, it's like he helps us understand how to um, how to treat one another, which issues are big enough to really take on and make sure don't happen and which issues we just need to be careful with one another's feelings and consciences and convictions. But he helps us, I believe, learn better and better how to think. But we're looking for those principles. So that's one of the main ways yeah. that I feel like my, my thinking has helped me, especially about Paul's work. That's great. It, it is so true because in Paul we tend we do tend to pick which ones are really, really important that he says and other things were like, ah, baptism for the dead. Don't worry about that one. You know, growing up in Staten Island, you know, even like with my friends, you know, growing up here, like we're, we're very affectionate. So, you know, like when we, we all come into a group, we're all like hugging each other, kissing each other on the cheek, like, how's it going? And I remember, uh, you know, first month being a disciple in New York, they were like, bro, you can't, you can't just go up and like, kiss people, <laughs> you know, that, that, that's not good. We, you know, we don't do that here. And I remember reading in Paul, like, oh, it says, greet each other with a holy kiss. <laughs> you know, why don't, why don't we pay attention to that one? You know, so I think, uh, yeah, just understanding the whole thing. Right. Yeah. You know, there's more going on than these just like little verses. And I think you're, it's so true what you're saying. He's teaching us how to think. He's, a, he's applying the gospel to a culture and a historical time that, that no longer exists. And that, in my opinion, was a very honor-shame culture. Like, you know, like there are still some of those that exist today on the earth. The American culture is not an honor-shame culture. So some of the things he was saying yes. to them and the ways he was saying to them was applicable. And so the genius for me is always not necessarily what he's telling them to do, but how he got them there. Like the logical thinking that he's using really, because there, no, there was no New Testament, so he's using the entire Hebrew Bible, the entire Tanakh, uh, you know, and he's using that as a way to like teach them wisdom and applying it to, at their time, modern day concerns, modern day things. 
from still an ancient document. You know, if you think about, you know, how, you know, how much time separates us and the original, you know, parts of the Bible, the Hebrew Bible, it's a very, very long time. Uh, it was ancient even in Paul's day, a lot of these stories yep. and stuff. Yes, yes. So I, I think that the context has really made all the difference. When I think about the passages, even like First Timothy, and mm. how the whole thing is really about addressing false teaching and false teachers. And somehow we go over to one of the chapters and pick out a verse and we try to make it into a doctrine. And, and I think that instead of, but the one right, the verse right before it, we don't pay attention to like wearing gold pearl, gold or pearls yep. or, you know what I mean? It's like, but we just pick and choose. And, and I realized that and I, and I thought, okay, this is not rightly handing, handling the scriptures. This is not rightly dividing the word. Mm. And so I had to dig back in and figure out how to at least more rightly divide the word. But I know that one of the things, I guess it's First uh, Timothy 4.16, the idea of, of life and doctrine. And I think that um, that scripture that talks about how it's important for us to, you know, take note and remember, pay attention to our life and doctrine, that it's important to us and our hearers. And I think that I took that for a long time to kind of mean that, you know, okay, well, I even taught it this way. Like there, it's like uh, two wings of an airplane. Yep, you know, I remember that. Your, yes, the, you know, your doctrine and your life, the, the application where you're living out the scriptures and that, and that balance is really important. But one of the things that hit me over this journey was this concept of um, perfection. It's mm -hmm. like somehow we get a lot of, um, or I always felt like, we were right doctrinally like it was really important to be right doctrinally hmm. and um that about baptism or discipleship or whatever you know that sure. um, and, and and so i but what i had done was feel like we had to have a stance on everything because we had to be the right we had to have the right doctrine and I know that um, I do believe doctrine is extremely important. And I do believe that we want to hang on to the scriptures because they give us life. I mean, and, and but I know that we, we, when we would do that airplane, it's like the, the life part, we knew we couldn't be perfect. You know, we knew that we were not going to have a perfect life, but somehow we thought the doctrine that wing of the airplane had to be perfect <laughs> and that there was no grace like mm -hmm. there wasn't grace for both things yeah. and so mm -hmm. i think that i had to kind of sit with that think through that and figure out because see when i realized that i thought i had been wrong about the the mutuality stuff the women, i was like oh no what does that mean i've been if I've been wrong doctrinally, you see what I mean? So, so there was this, sure. this, um, and maybe that is part of the, the perfectionism, you know? Yeah. And I realized, wait a minute, we're probably wrong about a lot of things. You know, mm -hmm. I've changed my mind about instrumental music. I've changed, you know, there's been a lot of things over the years that I've realized sure. I was wrong about. 
we can't say that we can't, well, we can't, you know, sort of base our whole salvation and our security and our salvation on anything other than Jesus and his grace, because we can't be perfect, but we also have to stick to the scriptures and be true to them and try to do what's right. So I think that Anyway, I don't know, that's a long way of just saying that there was a lot of thinking through Paul's meaning and the verses that we pull out and figuring out that we need to, that questioning is okay, that, yes. that rethinking things is healthy, that yes. that's not mm-hmm. dangerous to think, right. I don't know what I think about that. I need to study it yes. look more. That's okay. In fact, mm-hmm. it's healthy. Yes. So that changed too yes. with all of my yeah and, and again whatever <laughs> yeah i love all the uh transparency again in your lives when you go with the portland church uh so i yeah that's that's uh greatly appreciated um for for those who um may be new to either the podcast or even the term neutrality would you explain what that is and what it isn't <laughs> for, 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 for more like clarity for people, because I know when it, even I have mentioned, they go, oh, you mean the topic of woman leading? And I was like, no, the topic is mutuality. <laughs> so would you explain yeah. for those folks? Yes. Okay, I will try. I'll take yeah. a stab at it. It seems like it comes out <laughs> a little different every time I try. It's all but, good. Um, I, yeah. it's partner, I think it's partnership. I think it's um, gift-based participation in the body rather than gender-based participation. So it's like whether you're a man or woman, you whatever gift you have, whatever strengths you have or experience or knowledge or whatever talents that you have to give to building up the kingdom, that's not determined by your gender as far as you can use any and all gifts that you have, whether you're a man or a woman. We all just come and give everything we can to build up the kingdom, to bring light, you know, to the world, to show people Jesus, to serve one another. So I think that that to me, there's a mutuality that is really, it's practicing the basic principles of scripture. Now, egalitarianism, I don't care for that word as much um, as far as in our Bible study, because I think that's a little bit more connected to rights. I have my rights and I'm equal and I'm, we're all equal. And I know, and and I do believe that we're all equal, but, but I don't think that's the, the, the main thrust of mutuality. Paul was teaching to give up our rights, to get to yield, to submit to one another, to hold each other up. It's this, we're all in this together um, rather than my rights kind of thing, you know? And complementarianism is a, is a, I know that right now in the, um, particularly in the ICOC, there's a, decision to teach complementarianism in the next few months, uh, I think between now and October, the end of October. And so I, I, I know that there's, there's study going on and I'm really grateful, but I hope that we can have, you know, sort of um, conversations, just what yeah. your whole podcast is about, the idea of having yep. conversations. Because complementarianism is still... Uh, the, the belief that men are basically in charge, 
that mm -hmm. women um, that they that men have the final say that it's all delegated authority mm -hmm. um, that you know a woman could preach maybe or teach or do something as long as there's a man that deems it okay and mm -hmm. he says this is under my authority mm -hmm. and um, so there's this less uh, sense of mutuality that we're all in this together yeah and that we whoever God has given the gift of leadership or the gift of preaching or teaching that yeah. you can use that gift. And yeah. um, anyway, in Paul's teachings, you know, were very much like a gift. We would go through the gifts. He never mentioned that they were gender specific. Yeah. You know, that this gift is for men or women or this gift is for women. Never. And, um, and so I think that gen, uh, stereotypes, gender stereotypes can be a little dangerous sometimes to us. They can kind of mess us up, you know, yes. what we're supposed to be. But anyway, mutuality is more about there not being uh, visions, but all of us be able to come together and give everything, whether that is, you know, race, uh, which Paul addresses so much with the gender, uh, the Gentile Jewish issues of the day. But that was the race, the class. He talks about slaves and free. Mm -hmm. And then with gender, male and female. So he addresses all of those in his teaching. And it has to do with tearing down the barriers mm -hmm. that have been a part of their lives, their religions, their culture but tearing them down so that we really could all be one. We could all be a family and yeah. that there didn't have to be hierarchy. So that's yeah. a long answer maybe, but. I love it. I love it. And when I was looking into the website made by um, the young uh, sisters or uh, the group that made it, they put the principles of mutuality can be applied in marriage, friendship, all walks of life. And then their goal of the podcast, it says, is to help us realize the dream of a church being a community with no barriers. I, I, that was That's very special. So shout out to, and if you don't mind connecting me to them, I will love, we would love to have them in a podcast yeah. as well. I lost that. Uh, I didn't hear <laughs> you. So I'm Can not you, sure what happened. That's okay. That's okay. I was, um, I was reading. Still. How about now? Can you hear me now? Jimmy, could you say something? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear us, Lisa? Can you hear me? Do you hear Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll get Lisa in in a few seconds. Um, and how about now, Lisa? Can you hear us? No. Okay, I'm gonna just remove and then add her. How about now? Can you hear us? Do you hear us? Do we have the sound back? Yeah, I we can hear you. you. I still can't hear you. I don't know uh, what happened. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Um, as you are getting, I don't know whether to end there or try to leave and come back. Um, yeah, let's um, leave and come back. I'll put it in the chat. Leave and come back. So let's see what happens in there. So um, for the well, I. Well, everybody did hear me read the title of the um, the website, so I thought it was really cool. That was really cool. I'm having a blast, Jimmy, of getting yeah, you guys. Let's see. Let's get Lisa back in. Can you hear us now? I can. I can hear you now. I don't know what happened. Hey. Yay. Hey. <laughs> okay. That's awesome.
Yeah, Lisa, I was um, I was actually sharing the um, the uh, main major page from the website, mm-hmm. and I was uh, I was going right here where it says the print. The goal is for this podcast to help us realize the dream of a church being a community with no barriers. And I thought that was really well done and sad um, because, and then at the end we were saying, we would love to meet the group of uh, disciples who, who put, who put this podcast with your material together. We would love to have them in the, in, in this. That would be wonderful. I can send you their information. That would be great. Yes. Yes. And uh, and, and we, we have been chatting for an hour. We want to uh, keep uh, the hours that we, we greatly appreciate your time to come and have a conversation, share the journey. Um, and, and so, and, and more, and then clarifying things as well, because that's also very important for people to hear um, what people are saying, like what's the meaning and what's not, right? <laughs> to get very clear and then for us to have conversations. And again, uh, I want to encourage everyone who's listening to the podcast, watching on YouTube or this live, uh, Jim, Jimmy's class is starting this Sunday, July 11th. Uh, and that is on Summer of Saul. And the topic of mutuality, you you will mention, correct? Is that what Yeah, it comes because it's Ephesians. So it exactly. doesn't come up. Exactly. So yeah. that, lots of great things come up in Ephesians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Lisa, thank you so much for your time. I think it's important for people to just hear stories about people who, you know, they're not studying scripture. They're going on a journey with scripture yes. and they're really letting scripture shape and lead their lives forward into time. It's not some thing that we have to have on straight. Or we have to know everything. There is, there's room for uncertainty. There's room for questioning. And to me, that's, if you, you know, if you don't learn anything else in this life about your Bible and scripture, learn that, that it's okay to go on a journey with these things and to just always be a a student, always being going on a journey and expedition into these, these stories. And they really, really will change your life. If you give it the space for those stories and you allow that to happen. Yeah, and Jimmy, you always you always mock me for oh, you love conflict. I I love struggling. <laughs> struggle is a good thing. Strug- yes. Struggle expands me. Struggle allows me to ask better questions. So I'm very grateful for mm-hmm. that. And and thanks for joining, Lisa. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very very grateful and to go on this journey with people like you through the scriptures, but you know, I know that having God to go on the journey with is so securing. Mm-hmm. It's the Absolutely. reason we don't have to afraid to question. We don't have to be, you know, worried about being perfectly right about everything immediately. Right. It's that he he's there and he we go with him. So and with one another. So it's so yes. great to be on this together. So Absolutely. thank you for having me and God bless you. I'm uh-huh. so grateful for what you're doing and keep on, keep on uh, having great conversations. So uh-huh. I appreciate being a part of them. Thank you. We receive that and we love you. you as well. <laughs> Take care.